Hello everyone, my name is Sarah, welcome back to Rogue Radio, and today I have a good guest, um, his name is Matt, and hello, hello. <laughs> he's um, gonna tell us about his mission trip to Mexico, is there anything, before I get into any questions, do you want anything to say? Man, I'm just happy to be on this podcast with you, Sarah, um, I think this is a great idea, um, anybody listening, you know, just keep following Sarah, um, you know, this is a great, a great thing to bring forth news and information that's, you know, raw, that's, uh, you know, not just basic information, but stuff that's going to spark your interest, is going to challenge you, inspire you. Um, just raw news, right? Mm-hmm. The real. We're keeping it 100. Much, keep yeah. it 100. This is the Rogue slash 100 podcast. Keep it 100. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I'm glad to be here with you on this podcast uh, and uh, excited to answer these questions you got for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, your mission trip was in Mexico. Yeah. And um, so what was it like compared to the U.S.? Like, what do they have that we don't and what do we have that they don't? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, first thing that stood out to me uh, while I was there, first thing that comes to mind uh, was that they're really big on family there, um, which, you know, in the U.S., uh, family's a big deal, of course, you know, um, but there is just really taken seriously far as um you know the dad's you know running the home the mom is uh following his lead they're working as a team um the kids really have a high respect for their parents um you know so family's really a big deal there you know the uh, dad's just not gonna be giving their daughters away to anybody you know right. type of thing um so i just really i really observed there's a big respect of a, a big uh just a, a big importance on family. So that's something that really stood out to me. I was like, wow, like that's really cool to see. You know, even uh, when I was speaking, I had asked one of the other pastors, like uh, a lot of these kids, you know, uh, adopted or from orphanages or, you know, a lot of times you go overseas and we just think that um, it's not America. So a lot of the kids are going to be, you know, have uh, be adopted or come from orphan homes or different things like that. And, you know, they was like, no, you know, most of the kids here, you know, come from, uh, you know, live with their parents, uh, you know, their blood parents um, are in a, a stable home, you know, so that really stood out to me. So that was something that was big for me that I was thinking like, wow, kind of inspired, like, man, can we, you know, be more like this in, in the U.S. in a way, you know, so that was um, that was something that stood out. Um, I would also say the food, the Mexican food, <laughs> definitely. You know, uh, I don't know if I'll be able to do Taco Bell uh, anymore, you know, uh, shout out to Taco Bell, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, the, the the real Mexican food was just, that was a whole nother level mm. of Mexican food, you know, like every day, you know, it was like, wow, this, and it was a lot of new Mexican food I've never had before, stuff I've never tried or heard of. I'm like, man, what is this? This ain't uh, on the regular American, you know, Mexican restaurant uh, menu. And so, but I tried a lot of new stuff, but everything was just so good. It was just so fresh. It was like, wow. So, um, I would say the Mexican food's definitely on a whole nother level. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, I've um, only had maybe a handful of authentic stuff, but even uh-huh. even that, I mean, it's in, within the state, so it's probably not even as yeah, yeah. as what you've tried. Right, right. So, so, yeah, those are two things that really stood out to me as far as the difference. Um the roads, I'll probably say the last thing was probably the roads. So the roads there are like crazy though. Like, I mean, if you know, if you don't have really good skills with driving, don't try to drive in Mexico. Like there are roads on top of roads, like just 
this ghetto road just I mean all over the place. <laughs> like I mean, I was glad I wasn't driving down there. It was uh so that was something that was crazy too. So what did you experience like what kind of spiritual danger and physical danger did you experience if you had any type of experience like that? Yeah, so uh man, I second morning there we were um planning to go to a city um that was eight hours away from our where we were originally from which was mexico city um i can't even pronounce the name of the city i'm sorry (laughs) where we were going but long story short that morning um one of the main intercessors there had had a dream that following uh that previous night um and in the dream we were out um in this uh like open field where we were planning on having the next like crusade or whatever um, and in the dream, uh, it was like some helicopters that were flying around uh, the meetings. And um, in the dream, the helicopters landed and um, basically came out was a bunch of cartel, you know, which are like the gangsters, the gang leaders there uh, in Mexico. They're called the cartel. And they came out and basically like kidnapped a bunch of the kids, basically like disrupted the oh whole God. meeting. Um, it was just like a very, very violent, you know, situation. Um, and so when she shared that with all of us, you know, you know, we just had to pray about it. Um, and um, we kind of decided that we were going to still go just be wise, um, but still go and hold the meetings, not, you know, be moved by fear. Um, so from that point on, we had to like take a back route to get to where we were going. We kind of wanted to stay hidden. We didn't want to be seen mm-hmm. um, because I guess one of the things there, what I learned is that they had what's called hawks. But these are like teenagers that work with the cartel and they will like sit in different like high places, like mountain places, hidden places um, in the cities and kind of see who's coming in and out of the areas and then, you know, ref- tell that back to uh, the cartel, you know. So we didn't want to be seen. So we had to like kind of take some back roads, kind of be wise about how we were moving. Um, and then we end up still holding the meetings. Uh, we prayed through it. We had a lot of people praying for us and everything went well, you know, so nothing happened. Um, but just the um, scenario of like the possible danger of something could happen. That was kind of crazy. That was the first time I experienced that being in a van <clears throat> headed towards this new city. You know, it was pitch black outside. It was like going through these mountains. You couldn't see anything. So in my, my natural mind, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, uh, I might not, <laughs> you know, I might not see another day. This might be it for me. You know, you just all types of things mm-hmm. running through your mind. You're like, oh, my gosh. So. It, that was interesting, you know, um, but my spirit was, you know, I was I was confident. I knew that God was going to protect us, you know, and then there was a part of me that caused me to realize, like, man, I was born to be a missionary because a part of me was like excited about the whole situation. It was kind of like fun. It was adventurous. It was like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> so I was like, Mission wow, trips are fun, yeah. you, you got a mission. Yeah. So that so it was at the same time kind of exciting to like experience that. So, mm. yeah. So how would you describe the people there? Like not just the people in Mexico, but also the group that you went with. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um. So we were um, partnered with a ministry down there. It's called Kingdom Advancers International. Mm-hmm. Um. And they have like tons of uh, house churches, uh, community type churches down there. So they hosted us. Um. And all of the ministry leaders, the families, a part of the ministries, everybody that we worked with, that were part of, if you could say, the overall team, they were just wonderful. Um. So kind. It's really nice, um, super friendly. Again, just you feel like you were a part of a, a bigger family, you know. Um, even some of the older leaders that we worked with, I told them as I was leaving, I was like, "You guys are my Mexican parents now," you know, because um, it was just they just so 
um, embraced us and you know welcomed us in. So it was really friendly, really nice, um, and also just really had a, a strong passion for God um, to see His kingdom come. Um, just to really see, you know, lives change in Mexico. So they were just real genuine. You know, it wasn't, uh, you know, they weren't like super religious or super. You know, we had lots of fun with them. You know, we would go to a meeting and really just, uh, you know, go hard for ministry, really, you know, um, preach and minister and all those things. And then come back to one of their houses and just have a fun time, have a cookout. They were really laid back. So they just had a great balance of like spirituality, but also just uh, normalcy, if I could say, you know, just regular people, good people. Um, so, yeah, they were really awesome. Um, and yeah, they're like they're like family now, you know, so. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. What did you enjoy the most? What did you dislike the most? <laughs> what did I enjoy the most? Uh, well, like I've already mentioned, and everybody that asks me this question, like, how was Mexico? What did you like about it? I just can't help but say the first thing was the food. The food. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, if anybody listening, anybody get the chance, you know, to go to Mexico, definitely go. The food there is awesome. So definitely that. Um, but also, again, the people. Um, and then we also, uh, one day we went, we were able to go on like a little uh, canoe uh, adventure. So we actually went to like this area where it's like uh, tons of like rivers throughout these mountains, but mm. you were able to like go and go canoeing. I didn't know they had mountains. In yeah, Mexico. tons of mountains there. Like, I didn't know that either. Like, I'm driving and I'm like, dude, I feel like I'm in Colorado. Like, just, <laughs> mountains was all over the place. Yeah, so um, we were able to go canoeing one day. That was pretty cool. Actually, was like swimming inside of like a mountain cave. Like it was like a big water, like drop. I don't even know how to describe it, but we were able to like swim inside of like a mountain cave. It was really cool. So um, that was really fun. We I, we enjoyed that. Um, but the main thing also just enjoy seeing how many lives were touched. You know, like we've seen. Uh, I mean, tons and tons of people get healed from physical ailments. You know, people that had problems with walking that were like able to walk again. Um, people that were dealing with even just drug addictions and like uh, even had testimonies of some uh, some teenagers that were gonna like commit suicide. Like previous oh, wow. days before the uh, one of the meetings, like they were trying to you know take their lives, and then they came to uh, one of the meetings and got saved and like got really changed their lives, touched their lives. So just the testimonies like that we heard of those type of things like was the greatest, you know, thing of all that brought joy to me. Was just so great to hear, you know, really just put it all in perspective. Like that's what it's all about. You know, I would do it all over again, you know, the the uh the uh, putting your life on the line and, you know, being away from your family for a whole week and just all of that, you know, just to be able to you know, play a part in seeing people's lives touched like that by God. So that was the greatest joy of all, you know. Um, so, yeah. And uh, what did you take with you from the trip, like emotionally or, mm-hmm. you know, anything spiritually? What did I take from the trip? Yeah. Um, besides a bunch of musty clothes back, you know, from <laughs> uh, definitely took back. One of the things I would say, which I didn't realize until I got back and was doing ministry, you know, here again, then in Toledo, um, was I think I was really like enlarged spiritually. I'm just even in my spiritual gifts as far as just um, being prophetic, as far as just leadership, um, just a lot of different Mm -hmm. aspects. I feel like I really was stretched because I was able to 
be around some more older, mature leaders there that I spent a lot of time with. Um, just being in an atmosphere like that where you kind of were stretched to do different things. I just feel like I was really just, I came back with just a greater measure of just confidence and of just being able to like, hey man, this is what I've been called to be and I'm gonna just, I'm gonna do it, you know? So I think I definitely brought back just a greater level of just overall ministry mm -hmm. development, I guess you could say. Um, so that, and then um, also just, uh, I would say inspiration. Cause I'm like, I wanna do this again and again and again, as far as going to places like that and being a part of what God's doing in other countries. I'm like, it just kind of confirmed for me, like I wanna do this as a, a, a lifestyle. You know, I wanna be able to go places and really affect change around the world. So. Um, just on the way back on the plane, I was just thinking to myself, like, man, God, when's the next mission trip? You know, um, also thinking like, I want other people I know to be a part of this, you know. So, Sarah, mm -hmm. get ready because we know you and Terrence going to be rolling Absolutely. soon. <laughs> and just, yeah. um, you know, uh, yeah. I remember uh, at 16, I went to New Orleans. And oh, yeah. It was uh, just, I, I won't say after Katrina hit, but it was sometime mm -hmm. after. Mm -hmm. um, that tragedy and seeing yeah. everybody suffer and seeing everybody just kind of grab on to any type of hope that we gave them it, mm -hmm. it made me want to go back the moment I came back home yeah. so I was like mm -hmm. I can understand mm -hmm. like, the inspiration yeah. of you wanting to just keep on doing mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. and wow that's awesome that's what it's all about you know it's mm -hmm. like so often, in, you know, as believers, we just, you know, it's like, man, we get caught up in just, you know, going to church and just living our mundane lives, you know, and, uh, but it's like, man, when you really experience something like that, it just makes you really realize like, man, we was called for so much more, like every believer, you know, to get out on the front lines, put your life on the lines for Christ, like, you know, it's what it's all about, you know? So yeah, it was just, man, it was really inspiring. Um, did you have the the opportunity to speak mm -hmm. there yeah. in Mexico? Yeah, yeah, it was really cool um, because I was one of the speakers for a, a team of speakers. So it was me and three other uh, ministers. And so we basically were like a team ministry. So that was really cool because uh, most of the meetings, you know, we would have where a few of us would share um, for like 10, 15 minutes. And then one of us would like give the main message. But then we also all would you know, at the end, you know, pray for people and, and stuff like that, prophesy over people. Um, so it was really like a team dynamic going on. So that was really cool because really just showed me like, man, this should be something that's just be being done in the body of Christ everywhere. You know, we so often just get caught up in one man doing everything, but we was all about team ministry. You know, we was working together. And so I, I definitely got a chance to speak, you know, every day. Um, we did like leadership uh, meetings in the morning and then we did like evangelistic crusades at night mm -hmm. um and so so what did you speak about like specifically mm -hmm. in either one or many of your mm -hmm. yeah um so the morning time we did leadership meetings and so uh for the for the leaders we they brought together like all of the different pastors and leaders from the different churches and so we were able to uh, just encourage them and things like that and so um in the mornings really got really um kind of told me to focus more on just giving them uh, prophetic words that kind of was uh, giving them vision, encouragement for oh, okay. just the year ahead. And so um, each time God just gave me like a word to share with them that was really prophetic. And so um, specifically for their regions, for their churches. Um, so that was in the morning. So I was able to do that. 
And kind of with that, talk about, you know, how God gives every leader grace to fulfill their calling, you know. So mm -hmm. it's really talking to them about how God, not only in Philippians, you know, when it talks about we can do all things through Christ. Um, God was kind of showing me how that not only means like, you know, you can be uh, content and be like, you know, a good Christian and be meek and be patient and all the fruits of the spirit, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but God was saying also that means like I've given you grace to do mighty things, to be to do miracles, to change cities, to, you know, do the works of the kingdom, you know. So I was coming from that angle. I was able to talk about that a lot. So that okay. was really cool. And then at night we did more evangelistic messages. So it was all about Jesus. You know, he died for you. He's come to save you, to give you life more abundantly. And it was all geared towards that. So that was, that was, that was great, you know. And so I think the greatest miracle of all was just seeing the people come to Christ through those messages, you know. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, aside from your missions trip, you're yeah. the creator of New Breed Ministries. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, New Breed Ministries. So, man, that's been fun. Uh, it's been fun. Um, that's something, long story short, um, man, when I was like in my early 20s, uh, spending just a lot of time in prayer and fasting, I literally would go days just in my room, just praying, seeking God, you know when his will for my life and he just put it in my heart just so so real so big and just really started to tell me that you know <clears throat> i've called you to help raise up a generation a new breed generation of sons and daughters you know uh, <clears throat> of young people but just people in general who would really um, walk in the fullness of, of christ and really be everything that he intended intended for them to be and so from there you know i uh we started new breed um we did like events and um, in Toledo, here in my lo local town, Toledo, and uh, it's been almost, I think, six years now. So it's been a journey. Um, and so we're right now we um, have a weekly meeting we do every Thursday night uh, with some wonderful people. It's a small group, mm -hmm. um, but we're all just focused on really going after God and His kingdom and really <clears throat> seeing change in our community. But also just we come together to pray for the nations too, to pray for our country, to pray for the world, um, and we really just. Are, are really a community of, of world changers is what I like to call it, you know, mm -hmm. so it's not just it's not just about, you know, uh, just playing church or just going to regular Bible study just to say you're going to a Bible study like we're really <clears throat> trying to be uh, just the salt and light and be, you know, kingdom leaders in our community. Mm -hmm. So that's really what, it's, what New Breed is all about. Yeah. What does New Breed mean? What does new breed mean? Ah, that's a good question. What does it mean? Man, that's, that's a whole message right there, uh, Sierra. Oh, <laughs> I could preach all that. I could, I could break that down on different layers. <laughs> I had to swap out but, a um, question, man, because uh, okay. my but, question uh, started to get just a little bit repetitive. Just, okay. just a little bit. <laughs> but uh, if I could put it in one sentence or in a nutshell, new breed, mean, new breed means um, a generation and generations uh being and walking in the fullness of christ like i just mentioned so you know you got what you call a lot of time to hear in, in society you know church folk you know or religious people or religious junkies. different things like that and so you know those are kind of in a way people who you know where, where we, we go to church or we have some form of god or we you know we're walking with christ on some level um you know but god really has called us to be a generation that you know, walks in the mature things of Christ. You know, really, the Bible says, you know, the earth is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. 
And so New Breed is really about empowering people to be just that, to be the sons and daughters of God, you know, who are maturely living as, you know, examples of Christ in the earth. So the New Breed, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. I like it. And it really is not about an age, man. So, you know, it's not about an age. That's just more of a mindset. You can be 12, you can be 78, you know, and you can mm -hmm. be a part of the New Breed generation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's see. These are some good questions. They are. <laughs> Thank you. Um, how has the ministry to you made an impact? Mm -hmm. in, in my life? To, or you mean just... In your life mm -hmm. or in, you know, okay. any aspect in Other the city too. or uh -huh. with you. Okay. Yeah. So I would say, um, again, our focus is not like being, you know, having some big audience or mm -hmm. a lot of like things that might appear, you know, quote unquote awesome on the outside or we really are about you know individual discipleship and seeing people individually be everything God called them to be so when I look through those lenses you know throughout the years we've been able to really make an impact in people's lives for individually far as you know helping people to really understand more of who their, their purpose is who they are in Christ have helped a lot of young adults you know um, really just transition in life and, and a lot of times a lot of the people we've connected with and have been a part of new breed over the years you know they've kind of come in seasons you know they'll come in a season and be out in the next season so it's kind of like a transitional ministry where you know a lot of people have come in to kind of get empowered to get discipled in a season um and then you know kind of be on their way so but if i look back we've been able to like touch a lot of young people's lives and um just people in general um so I'm grateful for that, man. I could give different examples, which I don't know if we have time for, but people that have, whose lives, you know, have been changed in many different ways. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just been a blessing. It hasn't been easy, you know, in any type of ministry. Anybody even listening, if you're trying to do ministry or be in ministry, you know, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be an easy thing. It's not all just, you know, we look at people's Facebook pictures and stuff and posts and be like, oh, I want to do that. Or, I want to, you know, be, do something great for God. And, it's, it's a lot more than just the pictures you see on Facebook, you know, homie. Right. So <laughs> it takes a lot of work and grind, <laughs> but you definitely can do it. Definitely a commitment. Yeah, but it's all worth it. You know, it's mm. all worth it. When you, when you think about like the question you're asking me, it helps put it in perspective when you, you're like, man, you think about the lives that you have impacted and it's like, man, it, mm. it's worth it, you know. Personally, in my life, when um, I don't remember the first time specifically when I came to New Breed, but... Um, when Terrence took me, it kind of made me realize that there's a second skin to, to mm. being a Christian. And it's, mm. it's nothing like... That's the message right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing like um, you would see in like a big church to where you have to look nice and, and do certain things that you feel like you, you're supposed to do. It's more of the free spirit of mm. Christ and yeah. the having that and harnessing it and using that yeah. um, to help other people get away from the, um, I don't want to say humdrum, but I call it Christian confectionery where it's just, mm -hmm. it's not fake, but it's completely repetitive to mm. where it's not necessarily feeding you the right mm. Mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. basically yeah that's good so when i saw that my eyes were kind of open i'm like there ain't no way i'm coming back to my old church <laughs> yeah well i never thought of it like that second layer of 
Well, how do you say it again? Second, Second skin. skin of Christianity. Wow, that's deep. That's that's good. Wow. I would mm. say it's like a snake shedding shedding its skin, but that's mm. yeah. <laughs> a snake is <laughs> <Right>. a bad. <laughs> I don't know what wow. other. Well, I guess you could say a fox too, because yeah. they have like a winter coat and something. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, it's basically <laughs> just going deeper into yeah. yeah something. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um. Besides the weekly meetups, what are the other areas um, in New Breed that you have decided to do? Like, mm-hmm. what events and you know? yeah. So 2020 um, and, and beyond, man. Everybody, look out for uh, what New Breed Ministries. Um, and this has been a plan from the beginning, but it's finally time. You know, things have come to a point where guys like it's time to to do it. Um, we, we're going to be doing different new breed events um, in different cities. Um, so we're basically, man, we're going to be being mobile and global. You know, so we're excited about it. Um, basically, what we're doing with New Breed in Toledo, it's kind of going to be uh, an expression of that in a way. And so we're going to be doing like pop up events um, in Chicago and Columbus. Orlando, different cities that God has like put on our hearts, not just random places, but places that we've been praying for that God's really called us to go to. And we're going to be hosting um, new breed events in these places this year and beyond. So we're excited about it. Um, um, even in, we've already been to Africa um, and different, even like we talked mm-hmm. about mission trips. So, so taking new breed and doing things in different places that we've been um, talking and working with in different countries. So yeah, mobile and global. So keep us in your prayers. <clears throat> if you're interested at all in joining a missional team, hit us up. Um, and so this is not something, you know, I'm just doing. This is like our community. Um, Sarah mm-hmm. is a part of it. You know, um, we got some others that are, you know, we're missional minded. And so we're going to be um, taking things on the road going forward, you know. So uh, mm-hmm. we're excited about it. And um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. All right, peace. <laughs> All right, that was uh, my segment, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Drop me a voice message if you're interested in learning more about any mission trips or new breed or anything like that. All right, see you guys later.